Here we go. Here now with all of today's cruise and travel news and a bit of commentary, it's the guru of the seas himself, Tom Drake. It is indeed himself on this hump day. Hump day, what is it? January 3rd. 2024. It's a Wednesday, January 3rd, 2024. Welcome to the podcast. I am the podcast. You're the podcast E, or is it E's? And that is, uh, get that out of the way. That's the official mascot of this uh, Wednesday morning. I don't know what it is. Uh, I know one thing. I'm in the Panama Canal. Uh, Well, I'm not. The ship is. I'm on board Oceana Insignia. We're now entering the first lock. Gatun Lake Lock of the Panama Canal. This is probably somewhere in the 35th or 36th time I've been through the Panama Canal. It never ceases to amaze. It's an amazing operation. And coincidentally, I don't know if that's the right word, but back in the day when I started the big broadcast, which was a YouTube Facebook show featuring myself, the cruise director on loan, Dottie Colossa, uh, the radio personality, B.J. Odom, the big voice, and the comedy legend, comedy magic legend, John Ferencino. We interviewed a lot of interesting people, including one of the supervisors of uh, the Panama Canal, Captain Andrew Estides. I never get his name right. Lovely man, was born on the canal. His uh, heritage is Greek. His father was, obviously was Greek. father was a mule driver. He was born on the canal. He went to Texas, went to the Maritime Academy, came back. He's now a supervisor here. We interviewed him, or we talked to him. We didn't do interviews. We had a conversation with him. I put it up on my, on my podcast page. If you're interested, I listened to it again. It was very, very informative. All the questions about the canal, do the Chinese run it, and all kinds of really interesting facts. And I welcome you to check it out. It's on my podcast page, the same page that you listen to my direct. This is really quality programming. Uh, Captain Andrew, we'll call him, and the Panama Canal. Uh, I never say this. I see this on Facebook all the time. What an audience. Oh, I had the greatest show of my life. I can tell you, this is one of the best audiences I've been in front of in a long, long time on Oceania. No, not, it isn't knocking the other people. A lot of people come on, they're miserable. This pe- these, this group, they want to have a good time. And, man, did they laugh last night at this. Oh, man, I, I, I didn't think it was me up there. They were laughing so hard. Just a great audience. They were given some good news. I mentioned yesterday that Acapulco has been canceled because since the hurricane, there's only Pulco, there's no Aca. Uh, and the company, Oceana, uh, and do I have it ready? No, I, yeah, I do, as a matter of fact. It's, it's, uh, this is what it sounds like. They worked very hard to secure another destination. So the guests will be going to Puerto Vallarta in Plato, instead of Acapulco. When we could not get in... Uh, to a Grand Cayman, they substituted Port Antonio, and I have a story about Port Antonio coming up because another cruise line, another ship couldn't get into Port Antonio, and our captain here got in. He did a good job, so I'm happy for that. Uh, we have a lot of stuff going on. I'm cutting back on the headline stories because lately I have a lot of of notes stories that I'm going to give you information. I might put a dig in there, a joke in there, whatever. But uh, I think more and more people, the feedback I'm getting is they enjoy hearing all these different stories. So I will try to do that. We're going to finish up from yesterday on the Disney fantasy. They rescued the Cuban refugees. I call it a Mickey Mouse rescue. Unfortunately, they had to go. I'll talk about that. Lipstick on a pig. You know that experience, uh, expression. Uh, we're going to talk about all the dry docks. There's a uh, coming up in 2024. 
Uh, I know people who know people. And I know for a fact that our former boss, Frank Del Rio Jr., believed in, uh, or Frank Del Rio, I should say, believed in dry docks, believed in refurbishments. I'm on a ship that they spent $50 million on not that long ago. It's a big part of the business. It takes a long time to build a ship, a long time to finance a ship. And they're expensive. It can go a billion and a half now for big new ships. And frankly, I don't think the market is big new ships. I think the market is ships 2,200, 2,600 guests. And a lot of those ships will be refurbished, so they look brand new inside and outside. We'll talk about that. Do you want a job as a weatherman? Well, Royal Caribbean is looking for one. I'll talk about that. Prayers for our military. The IBWJs, they don't they don't let up. That's the Iranian uh, back whack jobs. Uh, also, prayers for everyone in Israel. That doesn't let up. They've made statements that it's going to go on for quite a while yet. Ukraine's still going on. The world is a mess. Proud to say that the crew of the USS Kearney, it's a destroyer, they all received combat medals because they are, they are one of the ships that knocked the hell out of the Hooties. Not the Blowfish, just the Hooties and their drones. Uh, the, the, they kept sending drones, and we kept shooting them down. And we have we have this Aegis missile system. I don't know anything about it. I just know you should be proud, proud of our military and proud of our government. They just keep taking the punches, and they hardly ever punch back. Maybe that's the right way to be. Maybe that's the Christian way to do. I would not from Jersey. I knocked the hell out of them. But anyway, they were all given combat medals because they worked. It worked. I mean, they were in combat. <laughs> we're being shot at. This is. They don't want to call it a war. What would you call it? What do you call it? But anyway, move on. We don't do politics here, do we? We don't do politics. Maybe a little bit. If it's your birthday, happy birthday. Uh, two choices today. I couldn't find a clip to make it work. Victor Borga, 91 today, still with us. The great Victor Borga, one of the one of the most entertaining pianists and uh, comedians you'll ever listen to. But I couldn't shorten anything up to make it work. Second birthday, a guy who wrote one of the is the word quintessential? I don't know. You know the big words, the the anti-war, the peace, the peace group. You know Vietnam War, and he wrote. Well, look, you hear this guitar lick, you know. There's something happening here. What it is ain't exactly clear. There's a man with a gun over there Telling me I got to beware I think it's time we stop Children, what's that sound? Everybody look what's going down Happy birthday, Stephen Stills. He's still with us. How about that? A prolific songwriter and singer. Uh, Members of the Birds, the Hollies. Buffalo, Springfield, and, of course, Crosby, Stills, and Nash before they added Young, uh, still performing. He's out on a solo tour right now, but that song is called For What It's Worth from Buffalo, Springfield, and that was one of the uh, premier anti-war tunes and, you know, written about the fact of Kent State and all the demonstrations and the military whip, you know. Now, forget it. Now, you don't see guys. uh, I'll leave it alone, Tom. I mentioned this earlier. It's an of note. The Seaborn Quest... Canceled their their port their stop in Port Antonio, Jamaica. I mentioned this when we were there a couple of days ago. That entranceway is very narrow, and the the seas were very treacherous. And the captain got us through. He got us through there. I, I watched it on the bow cam 
I'm like, wow, it was really rough. But he got us in and he got us out. We haven't seen him since. He must. He, he's still recovering from it. I don't think I've seen him since. And I live in the same. I live in the same hallway as him, and I haven't seen him since. But tremendous job. But not not such for the Seaborn Quest. The bad weather that plagued the end of 2023 strikes again, according to the article. Their planned call to Pan Antonio uh, was canceled because of uh, rough seas. This was New Year's Day. Well, let me give you an indication, you people at Seaborn, you shouldn't be at port in port on New Year's Day. Come on. This is a simple business. New Year's Eve, you're in port. New Year's Day, you're at sea. So people can get hammered on New Year's Eve and sleep in on New Year's Day. But there's nothing to do in Port Antonio anyway. <laughs> you're not missing anything. Not to mention, we, we were there, and we didn't have any tourists because it was flooded out. It's raining like crazy. But they got in. They got uh, We got in. They didn't. It's called the Arrow Flynn Marina there because he lived there for about an hour once, and so they, and that, that makes it real sexy and attractive. Yeah, we're going to dock at the Arrow Flynn uh, Marina. Swash, remember, he was a swashbuckler. Yeah, well, the water was swashbuckling. That's what was going on. I saw this, and it caught my eye, both eyes, actually. That's how I read, but of note. Uh, there's an airline. It's a Hungarian uh, ultra-low-cost carrier. Its head office is in Budapest, Hungary. And I am a juvenile. I admit it. I'm immature. I'll never grow up. And uh, it's called Wiz Air. <laughs> I know. I shouldn't laugh at that. But, you know, we that, there's a slang word we have, you know, Wiz Air. Yeah. Uh, what airline are you? I'm going to take a Wiz. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> anyway, they were just named one of the top 10 safest low-cost airlines. That's really narrowing it down uh, by AirlineRatings.com. And they're huge now. If you're if you're in that part of the world, check out take a whiz. Um, <laughs> um, they serve 54 different countries now. Ironically, none of their planes have toilets. It's just amazing to me. Why you would think, you know, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I know I'm having too much fun. I had a great show last night. I'll be honest with you. I didn't go out drinking. I came to the room. I knew I had a, a responsibility. A fiduciary-like responsibility to deliver a quality podcast, ladies and gentlemen, certainly boys of all ages. Uh, another of note, Margaritaville at sea. The guru has spoken about this. They have decided, you know, they had one ship doing two day out of uh, West Palm Beach. Nassau and back, big deal. I mean, how how much can it hurt to be on a two day on a two day cruise with a ship that's thirty five years old? How much? Now they're cocky, so now they have another ship that's going to do a three day, four day. A three-day four-way. And they've just launched this program. I don't think you got to call your travel planner. I couldn't find it on their site, but they put a press release. Three guests sail for free. It allows you, allow paying passengers to add up to three additional guests for free, depending on the stateroom capacity. So I think what's going to happen here, normally in the industry, if you're alone, you're paying for two people. So, but even then, you're going to pay for two people, the other two, if you don't mind four in your room, but this is what they have to do now to fill the ships because they woke up and realized we're having three-day, four-day up against the real cruise lines because they're not a real cruise line. They've never been a real cruise line. They do two-day to West Palm Beach and back. That's it. And by the way, they don't advertise on my show, so maybe if they do, I won't talk about them so bad. No, <laughs> I'm sure it's fun, but I don't like to see that. You're admitting your product isn't that good. You're admitting it's not that good that we have to give you three guests free. Nah. What's next? I don't know. What You get to drive? 
You get to be on the bridge. They'll come up with something because the people running it aren't from the business. They're not from the business. They're from outside the business. They're from the hotel business. Who knows where they're from? Car rentals. I don't know. But anyway, guests also have the option, here we go, to pay monthly with 0% interest for up to nine months. This cruise is $99. $99, and you need nine months to pay for it? What was that, 10 bucks a month? What kind of demographic are you attracting? You're going at it all wrong. Absolutely all wrong. You're just doing it. No. And I happen to know somebody that was there. And he told me then they really struggle because of the pricing with the demographic. That uh, the safety, the staff captain there spent every night dealing with fights and problems and all kinds of issues. Uh, it sounds terrible to say that, but if you want it, you, you gotta get a. You, you have to have a quality product, and you attract a quality guest. And I'll back up and say that's what Oceana did from day one: quality product, quality guest. They get paid for it. Hey, they're not bashful. I like this one. I gotta walk. I'll walk on a fine line here, Tommy boy. Be careful. No, I don't mind saying this. You never see this. You never see this, and it might be because they're looking to fill their ships too. But if you're planning on sailing on Crystal, if that's something you've thought about, because as you know, the guru will be on the Crystal Serenity from March 1st until March 9th. He'll be on the Crystal Symphony from May uh, 11th, I think, uh, to May May 13th to May 20th. He'll also be back on the symphony from uh, Vancouver to Puerto Vallarta later on uh, at the end of August. Yes, indeed, I am. I'm. I'm working to the. You know the hobnobbers and the goober smoochers. But if you're thinking about it, you might want to think about this because the world-famous Manfredi Lefebvre, I've talked about it for months, he is the owner of uh, Crystal along with Jeffrey Kent, A&K Travel. They will both sail. They're doing a a chairman's cruise. Uh, These are two big billionaires. These are nickel-dime guys. And they're going to be on uh, the Crystal Symphony April 2nd through the 8th from Jeddah, Saudi Arabia to Rhodes, Greece. In addition, they are also going to join an AK travel group that's doing some land tour into some exotic place, uh, and they're going to have a Q&A. A Q&A. Now, understand, man, Freddie Lefebvre owned Silver Seas. His family owned it. Uh, this is no uh, lightweight in the business. And Jeffrey Kent, Abercrombie and Kent, get out your Black American Express, baby. This trip they're going on, I can't imagine what it costs. But you know what? That's the demographic. That's the clientele. They want to hang. You know, they'll pay for it to hang with these guys and, you know, talk about it the whole nine yards. There's limit of, oh, here it is. It's a pre-cruise trip to the desert oasis uh, in Saudi Arabia for a five-day overland experience curated and hosted by NK Guides. Oh, man. Includes a visit to Elephant Rock, Hagra, uh, Saudi Arabia's first UNESCO World Heritage Site, and a dinner on the final night with Manfredi V and Jeffrey Kent. This is big time. I'm not saying it because they're... Look, I'll work for anybody. I'm happy to work for Crystal. I'm happy I did well when I was there. I don't go beyond that. I don't have an ego. I really don't. I have a big mouth, and that's about it. But anyway, interesting. If you're thinking about Crystal, April 2nd through the 8th, uh, on the Crystal Symphony, that would be a pretty cool cruise. I'm not booked. I would actually go to Saudi Arabia for that, but it would be risky. 
Oh, we're going to be short today. I thought we'd be longer. I'm only at 16 minutes. And I purposely push back. I usually have five major stories that I talk about, the headlines, you know. And I pushed it back because I had so many, I had so many of notes, other things. Uh, I haven't checked, actually, mailbag yet this morning. It was a busy morning. Uh, so let's get to these stories. And we might end up less than 30 minutes today, so take the rest of the day off. We talked about it. We? Who's we? I talked about it yesterday, Disney Cruise Line's Disney Fantasy. They rescued four res- refugees uh, just north of Havana, Cuba, Havana, Cuba on New Year's Eve. They were just sailing, see there, and they saw them. They were on a poorly built boat, obviously trying to get to Miami, which I've talked about in the past without getting into politics. It doesn't matter if you get to Miami, they're going to send you back. We can thank Barack Obama for that. He made that deal with uh, Raul. Bill Clinton is the one that came up with the feet dry rule, executive order. If you get from Cuba to the United States and your feet, you get there and your feet dry, um, you have to be on land. If they catch you in the water, they'll send you back. It's terrible. This is terrible for all the people out there that are all about open borders and immigration and, and, they, don't, and they don't mind the, the, the millions coming across the Texas and uh, California, Arizona border. This is terrible. Uh, these poor people put together boats made out of water bottles and they, they would make it almost to Miami and then get turned around and sent back. And now it doesn't matter. If you make it, you're going to get sent back. Now, these poor people, God bless them, they want a better life. Uh, they want a better, and no, you know what? They deserve it. Um, and if you're willing to risk your life to go 90 miles across the water, I think they should get it. And you're not talking. You're not talking to the liberal or whatever, whatever run. Uh, they should stay, but they can't. And that was that rule was changed by a Democratic president, not a Republican president. And anyway, they didn't even get anywhere. They got half. They could barely get out of Cuba, and they were in trouble. Uh, whoever built the boat. I don't know, probably works for, never mind. Uh, so the Disney Fantasy picked them up. And uh, unfortunately, they fed them and clothed them and unfortunately turned them back over to uh, uh, the Cuban Coast Guard authorities. I don't think that goes well. I don't think that goes well for anybody who decides they want to sneak out of Cuba and go to Miami and they get caught. I don't think it goes very well. Of course, we didn't care. We didn't ask how would they be treated once we uh, give them back. Uh, what happens, you know? Um, anyway, but... You know, I, I'm sure for, for that moment, the people on Disney ship were happy to help them. I'm sure the seamen were, ha- you know, the sailors, they dropped the Mobo. They were happy to bring them on board and feed them, but they have no choice. They have to repatriate them back to Cuba. And, uh, yeah, that was a bit of a political statement because I really think that should be changed. I think if you make it, but then again, they will tell you the reason they did it. He would tell you the reason he did it is so they wouldn't risk their life. Uh, well, whatever. Um, whatever decision, I don't believe that was the reason. I believe it was a side deal with uh, with uh, Raul, but none of my business. Dry docks, dry docks, and dry docks. This is a big part of the business. Fink and Thierry is making a fortune already with the with the dry docks, and it's all done outside of the United States because we genuinely don't have the craftsmen to do a lot of this work. And it's certainly not at union prices if it wasn't a U.S. shipyard. I don't know of any refurbs being done in the United States. They're done in Freeport in the Bahamas. They're done in uh, mostly in Europe. They would like to have more uh, dry docks closer to the United States so they don't have to take it all the way over. Uh, but according to Walter Nadalny, 
He's the Professor Emeritus of Marine Transportation and Global Business at the State University of New York Maritime College in the Bronx. Um, it just sounds so funny. It's the State University of the New York Maritime in the Bronx. I never put the Bronx and Maritime together, but, you know, there's water around there, so I guess so. He said a new cruise ship, expedition ship, can be as uh, as much as $80 million for small ships, and then $2 billion for the icon of the seas, which is, you know, massive. I just, I didn't pick this article, but Celebrity just, uh, they're building the new XL, and the financing for that is being um, uh, contributed by the, the government of the country where it's building. They're helping to finance that. It's a huge amount of money, but it's creating all kinds of jobs for, I believe it's Finland. They're building it in Helsinki or somewhere outside Helsinki. According to Nodoli, as, a, as far as a refurb, it is a hell of a lot cheaper. I didn't think professors could say hell. It's a hell of a lot cheaper than doing a new build. Yeah, I know. We can figure that on our own, Walt. Yeah, don't need help with that. Uh, the upscale restaurants and things like that are really a big moneymaker for them. And I've talked about this in the past. I can't speak current numbers, but I can tell you back in the day on the Weezy Cruise Line, one specialty restaurant and then two specialty restaurants, the chef, the executive chef told me that the upcharge for those restaurants paid for all of the food for the whole ship. Part of the reason you see six, eight specialty restaurants, the problem is some of them aren't that special. Uh, they're really not the 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 kind of food you should get in the dining room, but you now you have to pay more money for it. Not here, not here. It sounds like an oceanic commercial. I've talked about it. When you go to Polo here and you have the filet or the strip or the osobuco and all this fine fine food, it's all the top of the line. But there's no upcharge. It's all included in your fare. That's how things are done around here. Over there on the, you know, on the big ships, it's a whole different deal. Uh, Order for new sh- the order for new ships have dropped off. Now, I, I've talked about this, but Carnival Corporation stopped it. They're not building anything right now. He's smart. He goes, we have enough ships. What we need are guests. And they, they proved it. Three and, a half million, three and a half million new people to the cruise business this last year. Just Carnival alone. They're brands. They have nine brands. But Josh Weinstein said, we have enough, we have enough ships. I don't. It, he doesn't fall into that mine is bigger than yours contest where MSC is slapping them out one after another, one after another, and they're all average. You know, maybe you're better off with 15 really good ships instead of 23 average. I'm not knocking them. It's average. Anybody that sailed on it, eh, it's all right. The, how is it? It's all right. How? Why'd you go? It was cheap. Uh, would you go again? Eh, if it's going where I want to go and I don't want to spend a lot of money, I'll go again. Not that great, but it's okay. You know, it works for them. That's their formula. Um, Carnival Corporation is loose, according to the article, is is using the slowdown to help heal the company's balance sheet after taking on debt during the pandemic. Now, other cruise lines are different. You know, uh, Norwegian Cruise Line Holdings—they're popping them out now too. Royal Caribbean celebrities getting a new ship. Royal Caribbean. They, the, there's there's one coming up after the Icon of the Seas. Their their economic platform is that though their program is. More ships, more ships, more ships. I don't get it. I don't get it. When this cruise line was three, just three R ships, as we call them, it was oversold, it was oversold, it was oversold, always oversold. And back in the beginning, nobody knew about Oceana. It was a secret. And the people that sailed on Oceana didn't want you to talk about it. Don't tell anybody. This is our own deal. It's nice here. For, for years, it was that way. And it's still oversold, but not like it was. Not as frantic. Uh, so Holland America has... 
four ships going into dry dock, including the New Amsterdam, and they're going to rework that. And, of course, they're putting in... Uh, I found this interesting. It said they're going to work now with the Americans with Disabilities Act to upgrade the cabins, lounges, bars, and spas to be more... They don't have to. This is a long... I'm not getting into it. They don't have to, but they're voluntarily going to do it. And, of course, you know I talk about Holland America, the age... The age of people in Holland America, they should embrace it. <laughs> At one time, I don't know if they still do it, uh, Holland America in the medical center performs dialysis. And people thought I was making a joke out of that. No, I think it's pretty cool. I mean, I had a very, very good friend. I'm not going to name him here. Both kidneys were gone. He was able to get a new kidney, but he was on dialysis. It keeps you from going anywhere because you have to stay on dialysis. Now, you could go on Holland America, and then we'll see what happens. Uh, they're bringing the library back to Holland America because they shouldn't have to get rid of it. A library... Uh, hold on, I get to do it. Where are you, Sandy? Tradition! Tradition! People got on board and went to the library to get a book. They could have brought a book. They could... I have more people tell me I don't use a Kindle by the pool because of the sun. I like to hold a book. I like to feel a book. I like to touch a book. I like to steal a book. They like to get on board and steal a book. That's a big deal. They could go buy it at BJ's or Costco, but I'd rather steal it. But they're bringing back the library, just like Crystal's bringing back the casino, because they didn't ask anybody. Uh, they would have been told now. People love... I know it sounds like a commercial today, but Oceana, the library on the art ships, is magnificent. Uh, warm leather furniture, I mean, cushiony furniture, wooden shelves and books, and it's just like some rich man's library in a, in a, in a big mansion. On the new ships, it's funny because I've talked about it in the past, they have uh, cubicles, not cubicles, but the separate areas, and the women don't like it because they can't find their husband. They can hear him snoring, but they can't find him. They know it's somewhere in the library, but they're bringing it back. And they're also bringing back one of their, uh, their they're putting in Morimoto, Morimoto by Sea. It's their one of their specialty restaurants. $55 a person. Revenue, baby. Revenue, baby. Norwegian Cruise Line is going to renovate the Joy. The Joy was built for China. And I've told this story in the past. I got this secondhand, maybe thirdhand. But our previous boss, the Capo de Cabo, said China was a big mistake. Didn't like doing business there and he's a smart man and every cruise line should not do business with China they're trying to destroy the United States and the rest of the western world stay the hell out of there but greed is a very important thing that's one of the reasons I do the podcast I'm not enjoying myself it's the $200 a week I make that's what's making me do this I'm cleaning up with this thing so they're they're going to redo the joy um, they're going to repur repurpose the uh, observation <laughs> <laughs> They're going to repurpose the observation line, the public area, to make four, to make room for two dozen more balcony cabins. There you go. <laughs> don't bite the hand that feeds you. They don't listen. Anyway, also, they're putting premier owner suites in the Haven. Talked about it in the past. Again, if you're a first-time listener, the private areas, not not that, that's Virgin, uh, are a big deal in, in the industry now. The, the, the retreat of celebrity, the Haven on NCL, the Yacht Club on MSC, um, always Queen's Grill on Kennard, that area where you can pay a lot more money and, and look down on the riffraff. You can go join the riffraff from time to time, go to a big show, go to the casino, it's packed with people, but then you get the hell out of there and you go up to your private area where you have private restaurant, private bar, private everything, and then you know you turn to the wife, you want to go down and see him today? Let's go down and see the riffraff. Windstar is redoing half their small ships, 
They're going to get a facelift. I assume that's the sailing ship. Yeah, the three-mast sailing ships, the Windstar, the Windspirit, and the Windsurf. They were built in the 1980s. I don't know. I think sailing ships probably have a longer lifespan than motor, diesel, whatever engines you're using, things like that. According to Stein Kribbeland, He's the Windstar's vice president of hotel operations and product development because, as I said before, you can't just be uh, the vice president of hotel operations. That's not a long enough title. You have to be the vice president of hotel operations. And also, I'm in, I'm, I'm in charge of product development. Well, let me ask you something there, Sting. What have you developed lately? Well, I developed a headache. I, I looked at what's going to cost for this brief before. I had a headache for about a week. I developed that, and then I uh, I developed uh, nothing. But I, I have the title. I, someday I might develop something. And when I do, I'm going to go, that's why I'm the product development. Oh, oh he probably came up with a new drink. Uh, oh, I developed a martini that has squash in it or something. Uh, according to the article, the multi-million dollar initiative is all about providing guests with updated space that inspire relaxation, foster connection, and offer multifunctional needs in... <laughs> Hold on a minute. Updated space, inspire relaxation, foster connection, and offer multifunctional needs of an intimate-sized sailing yacht. What the hell does that mean? That means whatever the hell you want it to mean. <laughs> Honestly, I, I shouldn't do this. I mean, these, are, these people make 10 times the more money than I make. They have big jobs in the business. But come on, dumb it down for us people. Dumb it down for the riffraff. Maybe the people that are staying in the Yacht Club and the Haven and the Retreat and the Queen's Grill, maybe that makes sense to them. But to, to the riffraff like me, just cut it in half anyway. Uh, anyway, intimate size sailing yacht. It's a small yacht. It's a, actually, it's a sailboat. It's always been a sailboat, but now it's a yacht because, you know, that's the thing now. Everything has to be a yacht. Ritz Carlton has yachts. Four Seasons has yachts. And we have Yahtzee. It's a little different, whatever. So he's out of his mind. What are we doing on time? Because I could finish up with this big story about celebrity cruises with this great headline. I think Travel Weekly did this. Celebrity cruises is honing its edge. Somebody really got excited when he wrote that. He's like, this is so cool. Look what I did. Honing its edge. Yeah, they're gonna they're going to uh, well what up? They're gonna debut their fourth Edge class ship, the Ascent, and they have a fifth on order. And they're they're gonna dry dock them, and then they have an XL coming out, and they're gonna spend money on top of money and money and money. Meanwhile, three people can sail free on Margaritaville at sea. Where is the business going? I do wish we could chat longer. Yeah, get him the hell out of here, will you please? I have no idea if this podcast was enjoyable, but I will tell you this. Take a second or two and listen to the interview we had with Captain Andrew Athenidis. Uh, he's a big gun at the Panama Canal. Honest answers to honest questions. I listened again. I, I hadn't heard it in a couple of years. I was very impressed with myself. I sounded semi-professional. Of course, I was at home and I was sober. It helps out when that happens. But it's pretty good. I'm not going for clicks on that. This is strictly for the eggheads that are interested in that. And by the way... Craft Beer Larry, I hope you like Buffalo Springfield. I'll get to the mailbag later on this morning. I'll thank people tomorrow. I'm sure it's loaded with stories. Have a good Wednesday. It is overcast here as I look at the uh, big screen TV in 8311. The bow of the ship, we are inside the first lock, the Gatun locks. We're here now. We have a Panama Canal. <laughs> we have a, a Panama Canal narrator. From Asia. 
<laughs> I know. I'm not supposed to say anything, but come on. We're in the Panama Canal. Where the hell are the Panamanians? And don't tell me he was Asian born in Panama. I'm sorry. Panama Canal Panamanian narrator. Times are changing. Be, be more liberal, Tommy. Anyway, hard to understand too, but don't do that. That means I'm not on brand. I'm just being honest. I can see the big Mitsubishi mule. If you don't know, the the locomotives that pull us in, they're called mules back from the days when mules drove them. There are female mule, driver, female mule drivers, too. It's not easy pulling a ship and putting your makeup on at the same time. Oh, stop that. <laughs> Shut up, both of you. <laughs>